You are listening to motivational quotes and inspirational life stories from real life people just like you. I'm your host, Victoria Johnson. You can learn more about me and my number one best-selling book at victoriajohnson.org. It's time to share our experiences and motivate and inspire you. So let's get started. everyone and welcome back for another episode. We are going to be hearing a unique story today that I'm excited to share with you. Our guest, she uh, has 15 years experience in both startup and corporate operations in leadership and in business development. And she's learned that not everybody has the ability to see their business as a strategic roadmap. So now that's what she does. She helps clients with their goals and their visions and, you know, just ensuring that everything comes together, which as you know, is really, really important. And She really enjoys implementing a solid client experience and she focuses along the way with using technology to help efficient operations. She makes a positive impact on the bottom line, which is great. She is married. She has a little boy who's two and a half years old with feisty red hair and aspirations of being the next American Ninja Warrior, which is all fabulous and sounds like this amazing, perfect life. But you know what Jessica was sharing with me is that she had some struggles with postpartum depression and you know, she really had to learn how to appreciate and embrace transitions and is now teaching others to do the same. And I know you're going to get a lot from listening to this today. So welcome to the show, Jessica Allen. Victoria, I am so pleased to be part of this podcast and I know we're going to have a great conversation today. Thank you for the very warm introduction. And I am really honored to be able to share my personal experience, how I came to this point in my life and really have a discussion that may be taboo to a lot of people, the struggles with identity transitions from, you know, being career focused, moving into the transition of becoming a mother, and then an entrepreneur by default. So thank you again for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I am really glad you're here. I do think that this is such an important topic. And you make a good point that, you know, sometimes it's taboo, you know, and especially when we think about in business, you know, we're not supposed to discuss our weaknesses. And I don't know where along the line we started thinking depression is a weakness or anxiety is a weakness. And I'm really glad that you're here today to kind of just blow the roof off of that myth and share your story. I am absolutely glad to do that. One of the, I think the biggest challenges being a female in working in general, there are a lot of assumptions about what facade we should bring to the table. And over the last few years, going through the struggle of postpartum depression, transitioning from what I thought was a very successful career path into not and having to recreate that independently as an entrepreneur has really taught me some valuable lessons. And one of them is to not be ashamed of the challenges that you're going through because there is a whole group of very empowered people that have been through those challenges, use those challenges for success Mm -hmm. and implemented them into their life to make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that comes out in the career that they choose, the people that they help as they're learning these lessons or maybe even something as simple as a product that they bring to market, which makes a difference in people's lives. So I, you know, my personal journey with postpartum depression started 
I had gotten an amazing job, huge opportunity. I love money. I love making money. I love spending money on it. I love that you're sharing that. That's awesome. I, you know, I started working when I was 16 and actually really 14. And I would hustle for myself the best rate for babysitting. I think now back on that, I was making 20 bucks an hour babysitting. (laughs) I was making some good money and I should have probably stuck there for a little bit longer. But I transitioned into healthcare and really discovered a deep passion for taking care of elder adults. And it was very uncomfortable as a young person who feels invincible by life because aging is kind of scary Mm -hmm. and losing the ability to be the person that you were before is terrifying. Little did I know that years later, as I have built my quote unquote dream life, I'm proudly, was proudly the money earner in our family. My husband has no shame. He does not mind having a sugar mama. In fact, he's very much looking forward to that happening again. And me too, because I don't like being on the other side of that. But I found out we were pregnant. We're so excited. And you know, you'd mentioned this earlier about you decide to start a family and you have this vision in your mind of perfection and how you're going to have, you know, the perfect baby room and all of the things that are on Target and Pinterest, right? Mm -hmm, Right. And I was pumped. I'm at the top of my career. I'm managing 600 employees. I go tell my boss, so excited. And a week later, my position was eliminated. Mm -hmm. And I found myself three months pregnant without a job. And that path was challenging (laughs) to say it nicely. Mm -hmm. We had to sell our home. We had to downsize significantly because we were then one income. And I struggled because I'm a little prideful. I feel like I'm a boss. I feel like I have worked really hard to be in the place that I was. And life gave me a few lessons, which we will definitely talk about today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, the floor is yours. (laughs) Well, you know, the first lesson that it taught me was to be grateful. When you become a mother, it is a major transition of your identity, of your value in society and your home. You are being bombarded emotionally, physically, financially. It is just a huge transition in life. And I think that the really important thing to talk about is that it is a transition in life. You are a changed person. Organically as a human, your hormones have changed. Your your body clearly changes. If you choose to breastfeed your child, there you go. Another change for you. And my soul, my mind my perception of the external world was changed during my pregnancy. And it has made a huge impact on the way that I view the world in general. I used to be a hardcore corporate girl, always completely focused on the next promotion, the next title change, that paycheck that I could get, the security that I had, working crazy hours, not taking care of myself, not really focusing on my husband or our relationship. And it doesn't serve me. 
And I realize that now through the forced transition <laughs> that I've come to, to be in. And I'm really grateful for that. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think you make a really good point about always being focused on what's next. And I think both men and women in the corporate world and, and you know, even in every area of our life, we can forget to enjoy what we have at the moment. Yes. And are focused on what's next. And I've been really guilty about this and not celebrating things as they happen. And I had a friend pointed out to me and I'm so glad that she did, so grateful. Mm -hmm. You know, when one thing comes close to an end, I'm focused again on the next thing and just not celebrating. And so it sounds like maybe you were doing some of the same and I would really encourage our listeners to remember that living in the present moment is really where our power is, but Mm -hmm. also... It's where our enjoyment of life comes. When we've got our eye on the next prize always and we're not celebrating ourselves for where we've gotten to, then there's not that sense of satisfaction. There's not that rest, that enjoying, that feeling of accomplishment. And we all need that. I 100% agree. I have started meeting with a friend of mine who also does life coaching. And one of my weaknesses by far is stepping back being thankful and having a heart of gratitude for small things because I am a creative. I do have big dreams and aspirations and it is really challenging and it takes an enormous amount of discipline to step back, to breathe, to evaluate the things that are going well. Maybe they're not perfect. Maybe they're not what you want today, but they're going well. And I think all of us could use a little bit more mindfulness when it comes to being grateful. But even if you are focused on being grateful, being mindful and being present, depression is a chemical function within your body. And my journey with postpartum depression really... I had a therapist that I talked to more or less on the lines of a coach, right? Mm -hmm. And I am proud to say that no shame in this girl's game at all, because Mm -hmm. these are all the things that empower me to be the best that I can. But I realized that talking about the struggles, talking about that negative talk that was in my head constantly, you're not a great provider. You're not a great mom because your two-week-old baby is crying. All of these things that are triggered emotionally by depression, mm-hmm. they can't be talked out always. And it's such a good point that you've pointed out that it is a chemical imbalance in the body. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have diabetes, yep. it's, it, you know, people aren't judging us for having it. If we have cancer or, you know, any other ailment, But when it comes to depression, which is also a physical response in the body, again, there's this shame piece that that keeps people quiet. So it's important that we're speaking out about this today and how you have overcome that. I think there's so much pressure on moms, especially first-time moms, to feel like they need to get everything right and know everything from day one. I'm going to tell you, I'm really glad that my children were born babies (laughs) because (laughs) they were born 20-year-olds. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And you know, it's not just the outside pressure. 
it's the pressure we put on ourselves mm-hmm. and you know all these little things in our head about what we should be doing and shouldn't be doing and so on yeah so how did you recognize that it was postpartum depression you know it took me a while to admit it to myself i come from a healthcare background so talking about a clinical diagnosis is not unusual for me mm-hmm. however Even after I had my son seeing my doctor, I filled out the form and I very vividly remember filling out the postpartum depression survey, which they now make you fill out. Mm -hmm. And I fudged my responses because I knew that I was feeling more depressed than normal. And I didn't want to trigger that report. So I made an intentional decision, which I think and I know this after talking to other mothers, that a lot of us do because it is so wrapped up in shame. And that's huge. That's a huge hump to get over. That was going to be my question. Was it fear? Was it shame? What was it? I think it was a little bit of fear because... I'm a little bit of a control freak. I'm the oldest of eight kids. I've always been the leader, you know, confident in my decisions. So there was some fear of the unknown. And there was also a lot of shame. And there's a lot of conversations about postpartum depression. It happens to a large majority Mm -hmm. of women. In Mm -hmm. fact, interestingly enough, it happens to men that have children too right? They, mm-hmm. they go through a transition in their identity. Mm-hmm. Suddenly they become even more pressure to become a provider for their family, that rock that they're taught to be. So it's, it's a leap in your life and you don't have a book. You don't have, this is the next step. This is what I do because everyone has an opinion, <laughs> but you have to find your path. <laughs> yes, and they don't mind sharing generally. <laughs> and they do not mind sharing at all. I have been told, you know, you mentioned my Ninja Warrior child. He has no fear, which I admire greatly. And it terrifies me because I don't want him to live his life in fear. I don't want him to live to the expectations of society around him. But I have more than once been told at the playground, oh, you're letting your child go down that slide by himself? what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And there's so much noise on the outside of people wanting to be helpful, maybe their own insecurities about their parenting journey, Mm -hmm. that it's confusing to navigate. And having a network of people who share your core values, who understand or see the world that you in the same way that you do is definitely going to help because that gives you a little bit more of a baseline that is beyond your internal struggle, right? That you yes. can gravitate towards. But I realized it took me gosh, almost a year after my son was born to admit to my doctor, look, I've tried counseling and therapy. I've tried meditating and yoga. I've tried working out and I cannot shake this negative feeling within myself. Mm -hmm. And I, after talking to my provider, we decided that medication was the best solution for me. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you within a week of starting that medication, I felt clear again. It was 
amazing (laughs) and I am thankful for it. Well, and you know, that's just the thing. Sometimes there are things that we can sort out ourselves with, Mm -hmm. you know, using things like meditation and visualization and mindful living and eating clean and exercise, getting outside. These are all great tips for depression. Sometimes medication is necessary as well. So you found yourself in this position then, you had your son, your job had been phased out. And how did you get into what it is that you do now? And can you tell us a little bit more about that? So it was a very interesting journey, which I would never have taken if I had not lost the stability in my life that I had created through my career. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as soon as I got laid off that afternoon, I attended a networking event because I, ha- I had to solve this problem. Immediately, I went into panic mode. I have to find another job. I'm pregnant now. Who's going to hire me to travel and manage a team of several hundred employees knowing that I'm going to have to leave on medical leave within you know six months? But I went to a networking event at my local chamber of commerce that afternoon and listened to the people in the room about what they were talking about. Several of them were small business owners. And I realized that my corporate talent of managing processes, understanding metrics from a very large overview would benefit small businesses. Because one thing that small business owners are not always really strong in is they're not really good at accounting. They're not really good at HR. They may not be good at the fundamental things that you need to run a successful business, but they're passionate about their product or their service. And they're really great at doing that. So yeah. And as an entrepreneur myself, I will agree with that. You know, I have great ideas and I I have a couple of really thriving businesses, Mm -hmm. uh, but I let somebody else take care of the paperwork because when I was taking care of it, it ended up not getting taken care of. (laughs) And I am a sick person. I love paperwork. I love documentation. (laughs) I mentioned earlier, I came from healthcare. So really regimented processes are absolutely my jam because they give everyone a very clear expectation, right? And it's easy to communicate. So who's your typical client then? You know, I'm just thinking for the listeners who would want to get a hold of you. First of all, let me say your website. It is successfulgrowth-global.com. And we are talking to Jessica Allen and you can email her at jessica.allen. Allen is spelled A-L-L-E-N at successfulgrowth.com. So jessica.allen at successfulgrowthglobal.com. Sorry, I missed the global on the last one. So uh, successfulgrowthglobal.com. And there is a dash in between growth and global. So again, tell us who would be your ideal client? Who would it be that is using your services right now? I would say really what I am is I am a connector of people. My passion, and I've learned this over the last few years, is more in sales and relationships outside of just the operational foundation that I thrived in for so many years. So someone who is looking to engage their clients using technology, maybe you're using a lot of different systems within your ecosystem that don't talk to one another, they're not working together, that 
really doesn't do your business a service because you can't analyze the success of your business if you're looking at 15 different reports, mm-hmm. right? If nothing's talking to each other, you can't manage your business in a way that is strategic. Someone who needs help with their creative ideas, being able to put those into executable plans. So operational plans, staffing plans, sales and marketing plans. Those are all things that we can help with. I'm particularly passionate about the healthcare industry. So if you are a HIPAA compliant facility, healthcare, physicians, dental, we work with a lot of providers that are HIPAA compliant as well. Basically, if you as a small business owner want to be able to scale your business model, I'm the girl to talk to. I have the tools, resources, and relationships that I can bring to the table for you. So you can do your thing. You can be the passionate entrepreneur that you are so great at doing. And I can do all of the boring paperwork, (laughs) research, finding the right person for you, and making it all work together. Ah, Jessica, that is such a needed service. And you know what I really love is that, you know, you had mentioned that one thing that you're passionate about is really helping people learn to slow down and appreciate, not only appreciate, but embrace transitions. And it's something that actually I've been thinking about today. So it's funny that we're talking about this, about how many things around us are changing and we're just having to learn to kind of adapt on the fly. Um, But what I like is that you're saying slow down, appreciate them, you know, and then embrace them for, you know, for what they bring instead of that regular pushback when it comes to transitions, transitions and change. I know my, my default go-to used to be pushback. Mm-hmm. Right? I, you know, just if it's resist, uncomfortable, resist, they resist. know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. So I think this is a really great service that you're doing. I love that you have the background in healthcare and that you shared your story with us today about how this all evolved and came from a place of having to start over without a choice and then dealing with the postpartum depression and just breaking your way through it. And You know, I know that this speaks to you and I'm going to also just address the listeners at the same time because I know that we all have this inside of us, the ability to overcome. And you have overcome a huge obstacle. First of all, I was once told that my position was being deleted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like cried for a couple of days and then moped around in shame (laughs) and didn't tell him. You went to a networking that that day. Let me just make it clear. With crazy hormones. I cried so hard on my way home. And when I was driving home, a rock hit my windshield and broke my windshield on the way home the day I lost my job. And I didn't fix it because of course, then we had, you know, no money. Yes. So every time I drove my car, I was reminded of that pivotal moment where I felt my life crashing down. But I got my makeup fixed. I went to that networking meeting and I met small business owners and I hustled. I did all kinds of jobs I never knew I could do, but it has continuously taught me really amazing lessons about how incredible we are as humans to adapt to change. Mm -hmm. We can adapt. We don't feel comfortable about it. Maybe it's not in line with what we envisioned ourselves doing, 
I never in my life thought I would be excited about getting a printer from Amazon. But today (laughs) I was pumped because I'm going to print off marketing flyers. I'm going to send thank you cards to clients using this printer. It will elevate my client experience. And it is a $50 printer from Amazon. And here I am excited about it. Yes. (laughs) Well, you're appreciating Appreciating. I love it. I just want to congratulate you on your bounce back ability, on your ability to transition, ability to go with change, ability to recognize when you needed help and overcome that adversity. I hope that that motivates and inspires the listeners who are going through similar things to know that they can do it too, that they can get through it as well. And for the people who would be in need of your services, I think that what you shared today also lets us know that you're a lady who gets the job done. (laughs) I considered about changing my title to you know, chief getting S done. Um, <laughs> but I didn't want to be too, I didn't want to be too rough. And so I am the chief success officer, but it is my passion. And, you know, to leave a message with your listeners, if you are struggling and you're feeling alienated, reach out to someone, have a conversation. I have met so many women who during the last several years have expressed to me their similar struggles. We're going through the same things. We're human. So there's not that much difference between how we experience the world right? Like fundamentally yes. we're human. It's so true. I found that too, that it doesn't matter, you know, what country we're from, you know, mm-hmm. we still have the same feeling. Exactly. And so I would just really strongly recommend if you feel like there's something off to seek help, to reach out to someone, to do research for yourself, but to know that depression is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign that your body needs some support, maybe temporarily, maybe a longer term, but it will help you become more clear, more intentional, and more fulfilled as a person if you address it and take care of yourself. I think Mm -hmm. particularly for female entrepreneurs who are moms too, we neglect ourselves. We are a mom, we are a boss babe, we are a wife, we are all of these roles. Yet we forget we have to be full to give. Mm -hmm. And I am 100% guilty of that because I'm a giver. If you've ever read the book, The Go-Giver, that speaks to my soul completely. I love that. I love that value so much, but I give and I give and having postpartum depression made me have to embrace asking and taking help, which is hard, but it's worth it. Oh, you know, I just really appreciate that you've shared that with the listeners. I do want to end off today with actually two, not one, motivational quotes. The first one is from Gabrielle Bernstein's latest book, which is Super Attractor. And it is, my faith has the power to turn trauma into healing, conflict into growth, and fear into love. And I just absolutely love that for your story. And then from the business side, what you're helping entrepreneurs do, I wanted to share this motivational quote. Always bear in mind that your own resolution to succeed is more important than any other one thing. And that is from President Abraham Lincoln. And you absolutely have that resolution to succeed. And I am so glad that you are sharing that with the world. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. 
Thank you. I have enjoyed it. And I am so grateful to have this opportunity. Uh, thank you so much. So again, it is Allen at successfulgrowth-global.com. And the website is successfulgrowth-global.com. Thanks again for being here, Jessica. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. It is my true desire that you have been inspired and felt a sense of connection with the words being shared. If you have an inspirational story to share on how you have overcome adversity and created an exceptional life, please visit my website, victoriajohnson.org. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next time.